garage called Drive. One, two, three, say it with me. Drive. I'm going to say something. When it comes to driving, Jesus is the driver. You hear me? Now, if you've got Jesus as your little co-pilot sticker, go pull it off. When it comes to driving, Jesus is the what? He's the driver. He don't take no side seat, no back seat. He's the driver. I'm in a series, a new Easter series called Drive. Compelled, that's what the word means. Motivated, energized. If there was anybody who drove, it was Jesus. Amen. I won't drive. I have drive. God gave me drive. I, I thought I was nothing. I'm a nobody. I'm from Rockingham, nowhere, North Carolina. Grew up in a home of broken parents, alcoholics, just a mess, you know. I was a hell raiser. But you know what? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and so are you. And God's given us some energy. He's, he's motivated. He's, there's something inside of us that we can do for the Lord. Amen? Drive. That's what this series is going to be about. And we're going to drive with Jesus. We're going to go right through today and then next week's Palm Sunday. Next week we've got a special treat. You had the Bluegrass Boys today. Next week we've got Blast that has something special for us. Is that right? They've got a drama. It's our first chance really to see some of the young middle schoolers, some of the things that they've been doing, learning a little bit back there, but they've got a special something for us next Sunday morning. Won't that be good? I'm excited about it. Amen. Seeing our kids do for the Lord next week. Now, that's not the whole message. Probably five minutes. Amen. But it's going to be important. We're excited. But we're going to drive in this early service. Next service is another series called Vision. See it, say it, believe it. So two different messages like I do every weekend. But we're going to get our cup full, Lord willing, as we go through this season together. Amen. Here we go. Let's go to the message this morning. The drive of Jesus. Amen. Come on, say that with me. The drive of Jesus. And if you're here for the first time, like I know you've been with me, son, over the years with your family. But brother, you ain't never seen me. You understand that? So the way we do this is we talk. Got it? We see it on the screen. We talk about it. We, do, we say it out loud. And when you leave, you're going to go, wow, he's a lunatic, but I learned something. That's the plan. Amen. So what does the word drive mean? Say it with me. Compelled. Motivated. Energized. Now, we've just come out of a series on the words of Jesus. Now, we didn't do all the words, but we did a lot of them, and we did them in chronological order. Jesus had drive. So when it comes to drive, Jesus is the what? I wrote that in my office this week. I thought, boy, I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. When it comes to drive, Jesus is the driver. Don't you see the drive of Jesus? Now, we just studied the words of Jesus. This should be refreshing back to our memory. As a boy, hundreds of thousands of people at Passover in Jerusalem. He's 12 years old. Who stays in Jerusalem when you live a few days' journey away? You don't go with your mom and dad and all that caravan, thousands of people. You going to stay in Jerusalem? Yeah, he did. He was 12 years old. Remember that story? Yes or no? He went, they had to come back and they were sorrowing. They thought something happened to him. And Jesus said as his mom and dad came back, he says, how is it that you sought me? Say it with me. Wish not that I must be about my father's business. Now listen, I might not be the brightest bulb, but I'm going to tell you something right now. There's some drive in that verse as a boy at 12 years old. Did you not know I must be about my father's business? And I can see that going above their head going, what? 
He had drive as a young man. Yes or no? Yes or no? But let's keep looking. These are just some of his words. At his baptism, we saw it, you know, a few weeks ago. At his baptism, he comes all the way from Nazareth down to the top of the Sea of Galilee over by Jordan. This is a long journey. Can you imagine coming all that way, desert? He comes from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John the Baptist forbade him, saying, what all of us would say. We would all say this. I don't need to be, I don't need to be baptizing you, Jesus. I want you to baptize me. Isn't that what we'd all say? Yes or no? And that's what John said. But watch this drive in Jesus. Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. Plain English. Hush your mouth and do it now. You feel the drive? Yes or no? Do it now. I didn't come all the way from Galilee, all the way down here through the desert, take several days' journey for you to not do what I just told you to do. You know what John did? Okie dokie. Amen. And then he suffered him. It's the right thing to do, John, and do it now. Drive. Are you feeling it? Yes or no? This is sort of review over the last few weeks. In the temple. Now, we didn't get here in our series because we'll do more words of Jesus later. But at the Jews' Passover was at hand. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple the religious leaders selling oxen and sheep and doves and money changers sitting. Hey, it's okay to give people change. It's okay to have things to sell for the sacrifices. This was the, Levit the Levitical law. They needed this stuff. They've been traveling. You're not going to keep a dove like, you know, over five days journey or whatever, okay? And they made this possible for them. It's okay. But guess what they were doing? They were sticking it to the people. They were ratcheting up the prices. They were pocketing in the, in the money. They were religious charlatans, which Jesus hates. Did you hear me, yes or no? When you see religious people, excuse me, screwing people over, you hear me? I want you to know, Jesus hates that! You hear me, yes or no? People die and go to hell because of that crap. I know my language ain't good, but it's the truth. You hear me, yes or no? Look at him. I think sometimes I say things like, well, people are going to think I'm mean. They ain't, I ain't near as mean as he was. Look at this. When he made a scourge of small cords, can you imagine Jesus right now going through churches in America and going through Christian TV with a, I don't think it'd be pretty. Y'all hear me, yes or no? He made a scourge of small cords. He drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen. He poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables. Are you feeling some drive or not? Yes or no? He was meek in mind. Well, he was meek. Meek means strength under control. That's what the word meek means. Meek doesn't mean weak. Meek means I've got strength and can choke you if I need to. I choose not to. I could throw the table over if I want to. No problem. He chose to. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Y'all listening or not? I hope I didn't scare you. Sometimes drive is pretty tough. He had it. He said unto them that sold the doves. It wasn't wrong that they were selling the doves. People needed it. It was wrong that they were getting taken. It was wrong. What do you call it when people jack up the prices? For gas and stuff like that. What do you call it when people do that when there's a storm? Gouging. That's what they were doing. Do you like it when people gouge you? Yes or no? Can you imagine how the Son of God felt? They're here to worship Him and to worship his father, and people are getting gouged. You think that's cool, yes or no? No, he had drive and said, Something's I'm energized, I'm motivated, I'm compelled to go do something about it right now. And that's what he did. 
Don't you make my father's house a den of merchandise. That's what you've done, a den of thieves. All right? And look at this. And when his disciples saw this, can you imagine his disciples? Here they are. He's saved a bunch of hell raisers. That's what he's done. These are crazy people by the Sea of Galilee that are following. And can you imagine them looking at him? I bet they thought like, man, he's worse than I was. <laughs> I don't think they thought that. But the point is, I'm going to tell you this, they did remember this. Say that last part. The what? Can you say it louder? The what? Of thine house has eaten me up. You know the word zeal? You know the word for zeal could be the word drive. Yes or no? The zeal of thine house has eaten me up. In his mission, we're seeing energy, motivation. Jesus Christ, I am come to send fire on the earth. This is Jesus' words. We have made up a Jesus in our mind where he wants to hold everybody's hand and sing Kumbaya. That is not the Jesus of the Bible. Jesus came to die a ransom for many. Jesus came to go to the very jaws and the, the mouth of the devil and to snatch you from hell. Does that sound like a picnic? Yes or no? Amen? Say. Listen, I'm come to send fire on the earth. And what will I if it's already kindled? I have a baptism, Jesus speaking to his followers, to be baptized with. There's something I'm here on this earth, he says, and I've got to do it. I've got to go through a fire that you don't understand. And how I am straightened. Look at that word. How I am straightened till it be accomplished. Do you feel the word drive right there? Yes or no? Yes or no? How I am straightened till it be accomplished. Okay? Suppose you I'm come to give peace on the earth? You think that's why I came? No. I came to divide. Sheeps, goats, heaven, hell, death, life, lost, found. Amen, oh me. Amen? You see it? The drive of Jesus. Whoo! So what drove him, guys? Now that's just a little intro, but we're moving, we're doing okay. What drove Jesus Christ? I've given a lot of thought to it, thought about it over the years. What drives my Savior? I want you to shout it out. One word. Don't put it up. One word. If you had to say there was one word that drove Jesus, one word that motivated Him, one word. I want you to, we're going to do one, two, three. I want you to scream it as loud as you can. I'm going to see what I can hear. Do we understand the question? What drove Jesus? One word. You can't give me eight of them. It's one word. Hey, hey, I ain't started yet. Here we go. One, two, three. Overwhelmingly, the word I heard pop it up. You could have written a message. This ain't too hard to figure out what the drive of Jesus was, is it? You know he was tough as nails. You saw that he was as a boy at baptism, in the temple, in his mission. Who says you can't be tough, dedicated, hardworking, motivated, and not still love or be driven by love. I tell you what, a guy like me that I don't know what you call my personality, what is it, it's an ADA, what do you call this mess? I don't know. 
whatever it is. I don't know. People say I'm a certain way. But if I didn't have the love of Jesus Christ, I would be a train wreck to keep my kind of personality in check. How many would say, I'm like that myself, Pastor? I'm sort of relate to that. I'm sort of like that, okay? Well, God help you is all I'm trying to say. Jesus was motivated by compassion. Let's look at it. Love, love, love. For the lost, we'll do this quickly. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with what? Compassion, because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as a, as a sheep having no shepherd. His compassion for the lost. For the sick, Jesus went forth. He saw a great multitude. He was moved with what? Compassion. He healed the sick. Guys, this is what drove Jesus. It was love, love. For the hungry, Jesus called His disciples unto Him and said, I have what? Compassion on the multitude because they continue with Me now three days. They don't have anything to eat. I'm not going to send them away fasting into this wilderness place and they're going to faint. That's not happening, guys. They're hungry. Do you feel His drive? you feel His love? This is the love of God. This is who Jesus is. Jesus, say it with me, Jesus loved people and that drove Him to do what He did. Let's say it together. Jesus loved people and that drove Him to do. At Fellowship Church, we love Jesus and we love people and that should drive us to do what we do here at this church. Yes or no? I tend to say things I wish I didn't later, but I'm going to do one now. I was at, you know how I go out to eat. I go out to eat a lot of times by myself, especially for breakfast, but I don't end up by myself. People come see me. How many ever saw me at McDonald's? Can I see your hands? Let me see your hand. How many saw me somewhere else at some other restaurant around? Let me see your hand. Now the hands are going. There you go. The point is, is that yesterday I was, I've been dieting, been doing pretty good, but I, I've been losing some weight, so I take down little days to just like reward myself. So yesterday I went to Burger King. And I'm sitting there, and I had me a nice double cheeseburger and some French fries, and I had me a drink. Of course, it was unsweet tea to make myself feel better. And then I, I ordered me an ice cream cone, because you can get them for 50 cents at the, at the Burger King over by me, 50 cents. And I know them. All I got to do is say, make it big, and that thing is like this. But anyway, so I did that, and I'm sitting there eating my cone. Just sitting there, and there's a couple over here. I don't know them. Two benches up. If you're here today, God bless you. But they're talking about the church they go to. And negative coming out of their mouth. Just negative. I ate my ice cream. I went and got another one. <laughs> Not that big. <laughs> Not so much that I wanted to hear what they had to say, but I guess I did. But I. Uh... But you know what I sat there doing while I was eating my ice cream? Thanking the Lord that we love Jesus Christ and we love people here, and that's our vision. And if you're here and you think this church is about Mickey Mouse talking and running your mouth about the church and people, you have totally missed our vision. 
You, you listening to me, yes or no? People are hurting, man, when they come in this door. They're hurting. We need to do everything we can to guard what we say. And I think we do pretty good. We can probably do better. We can always do better. But we need to reach out in love. This, this place needs to be a place always of unity. We're unified in what? That we love Jesus and we love people. Y'all listening to me or not? Let's praise the Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Listen. Here, I'm a pastor, and I'm, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I get that. But what about somebody that's not that's listening to that? You think they're going to want to go to a church if that's what they hear, that kind of mess? Yes or no? Have I lost you or not? Listen, put that quote up one more time, buddy. Jesus loved people, and that drove him to do what he did. I want that to be my drive in Gary Clark. I want to love you. I don't want any of you leaving here saying, you know, that preacher don't like me. I'm going to tell you right now, that's the devil lying to you. If I don't, if you feel that way, you haven't got a chance to talk to me. Or maybe you heard I said something when I was preaching, and I certainly didn't mean it to come across that you're not loved. Did you hear me or not? I certainly ain't perfect. But I know one thing that motivates me at Fellowship Church is to love you and to love my town. Some lady this week, you might not call it love. I don't know. Some lady this week, I don't normally do this to women, but she was really ugly to the folks there at McDonald's waiting on the post. You come to McDonald's. Are they perfect waiters at McDonald's? No, but are they good people? They're good people. And they're making what they make. And they, they talk to us and they love on us, don't they, buddy? And one lady's up there talking and she's just being ugly. I told her 75 heads north. <laughs> Come on. Don't talk to people that wait on me like this every day that are kind, good people, guys. Come on. They don't make enough money here to hear that crap out of our mouth. Yes or no? Amen. Say. And then she told me where she is from. And I'm like, really? That place is so depressed. The economy is so down. You can't even give your house away up there. Isn't this a nice place to live? I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I'm telling you. It bothers me when we don't reach out in kindness and love. You might say, well, you weren't kind to that woman. Well, I'm sorry. I was driven to do a little something, okay? <laughs> I was loving those other people. I'll tell you right there, they heard what I said to her. And I made their day. I might not have made hers, but I sure made their day. <laughs> Amen? Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. That's who we are here. Now, buddy, I know I took time on the message. If we don't make it, we don't make it. But what drove Jesus? Because if we get nothing else, love. Amen? How about number two? Big fancy word. Condescension. Here's the second thing that I believe drove Jesus. Humility. Humility. Look at it. Come unto me, Jesus says, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you what? Rest. You take my yoke on you. And you start learning about me, Jesus says, I am meek and lowly in heart. And you're going to find rest in me, Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus rises from supper. He lays aside his garments. He took a towel and he girded himself. 
We're talking about Jesus' humility. It drove him. The Bible says if you'll humble yourself, he'll lift you up. God said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Drive, guys. If drive is shoved down, if drive is motivated from pride, that's not drive. That's arrogance. That's force. Humility, though. He was humble. God will lift us up. He will bless us. He'll fill us with power. Jesus poured water into a, a bowl. He began to wash the disciples' dirt. I don't think there's any dirtier stinking feet than, than the feet of these probably his disciples. They're just tough, burly men. They're fishermen. I don't think they washed their feet at all, hardly, probably. My opinion. He gets down there and he washes their nasty, stinking feet. Who is this washing their feet? Jesus the what? Son of the living God. He washes their feet with a towel wherewith he was girded. Look at that. That's a Savior who's humble. Amen. Yeah, that drove him. Humility. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He's brought as a lamb to the slaughter. This drove Jesus. If you're not humble, you would never go to the cross. Yes or no? It drove him. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before her shears is dumb. Here's the thing. Jesus wasn't dumb. Jesus knew what was happening. But he kept his mouth shut anyway. And he went all the way to the end for you and me. Are you feeling his humility? This is what I want to drive me. I am certainly not saying I'm there, but this is what I want. Amen? I want people to meet me, and when they meet me, they don't leave going, man, he thinks he's better than me. He's way up here, he thinks. I don't want you to think that about me at all. I want you to think I'm right down here. Y'all hear me? And honestly, many of you in this room are better than I'll ever be. You probably don't have the thought life I have. When God looks at you and He looks at me, He might see a whole lot better person than He looks at when He sees me. I don't know. The point is, that's how I feel. And that has driven me to stay down <laughs> and to be humble. Amen? Yes or no? Don't know if I've lost you. He opened not His mouth. Keep looking. Humility. Humility. Jesus made himself of no reputation, Philippians. He took upon him the form of a what? He was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, say it with me, he what? Humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. How if all you are is life, how do you learn to die? Think about that. Jesus is life. Jesus is the giver of life. For him to die, he had to humble himself to do something he had never done. That's crazy talking, ain't it? That's some humility. I can't do that. That's too hard. Well, try to be God and die. Try that one on you. Amen? We see Jesus. He was made a little lower. Why? Lower than the angels. The angels that he created. 
He was made a little lower than the angels down here for the suffering of what? Death. He was crowned with glory and honor. Why did Jesus humble Himself like that? Say this part with me. That He, by the grace of God, should do what? Taste death for every one of us. He humbled Himself so you and I could live. You hear me today? For it became Him for whom all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory and daughters to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Because Jesus humbled Himself, you and I are here today. We're saved on our way to heaven. Amen? Praise the Lord with me on that. Come on. Come on, church. Thank you, Lord. What drove Jesus? Love. This isn't a hard message. Humility. Here's the last one. Courage. 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 You think, that's what I really bothers me, the paintings of Jesus. Effeminate. Sissified. They don't know the Jesus I know as a man. Did you hear me, yes or no? I don't know who came up with that. You can't live over there in that rugged terrain. Do the things he did. I mean, it's just hard the way it is. He hung out with who? Who was, who was his choice of men to hang out with? Somebody guess. Fishermen who will cut your throat. That ain't going far. Peter cut off the joker's ear. Is that correct? Yes or no? He knew how to use a knife. I'll tell you that. Jesus, he was strong. Say that with me. Jesus, he was don't you want to know when you're going through hell in your life that the one seated to the right hand of God the Father is strong? Yes or no? Now, He's relatable because He loves you. He became like you and me. He humbled Himself. But listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. He is strong. Courage. Strength. He went back to His hometown, Nazareth, where He grew up. And as, he, as he'd been brought up there, as the custom was, he went into the synagogue. The point is, is that he took his message right to the people. He wasn't some outside, somewhere, secret society going on. No, no, no. He took the message right to the folk on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. Okay? Keep looking. But he could read people. Now, he had laid down a lot of his... We'll talk about this another time, maybe. He had laid down... You talk about humility. He had laid down his omnipresence. He had laid down his all-power. He had laid down a lot of that to come here and be made in the likeness of men. You understand that, yes or no? He couldn't be everywhere at one time. He couldn't be. He laid that down so that you and I could be saved. He became a man like us. But he was still God. He certainly could read people. So he gets up and he says unto his own hometown folks, you say unto me this proverb. They ain't even said anything yet to him. Physician, heal yourself. Whatsoever we've heard you do in Capernaum, do here. What were they saying? Here's what they were saying. Do a miracle. They were out there. They came to see Jesus, not because of his love, not because of humility. They came because this Barnum and Bailey came to town. Showtime. And all those in the synagogue, when, he, when they heard that he called them out on why they were really there to see him, they were filled with what? Wrath. How dare you, you know, question our motives for being here? He knew why they were there. 
He rose, they, they, they rose up and they thrust Jesus out of their town. They led him to the brow of the hill. I've been there many times. Now they're set up on a hill. And they, they might cast him down and kill him. And Jesus passing through the midst of them went his way. Amen? Did he have the courage? Yes or no? Did he have the strength to stand up to people? Yes or no? Now he was motivated by love and humility. But don't think that he didn't stand firm. Yes or no? He confronted religious phonies. You blind guides. The religious people that run everything. You blind guides. You strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. You check for gnats in your tea. I'm straining for my tea to see if there's a little gnat because I can't eat a little gnat. But like we learned last week, you swallow a camel. You'll divorce the wife of your youth so you can run, run around with some prostitute. Did I lose you? Oh, I can't have a gnat here, but I can go over here and be unfaithful. Are you kidding me? Jesus called him on it. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. You may clean the outside of the cup of the platter, but inside you're full of extortion and excess. Are you feeling his strength, yes or no? And he's not just talking to a lady at McDonald's. He's talking to the ruling power religiously that can kill him. He's talking to, the, really, the mob of that day. You hear me? You blind Pharisee, clean first that which was in the cup and within the platter, that the outside of them may also be clean. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. You're like a whited sepulcher, which indeed appear beautiful. Look at it. But inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. You stink. I don't know if we portray Jesus like that. If people would like him as much. That's who he is, guys. Amen? He risked his life for his friends. We'll quit with this one, Raj. i got to quit. Then after that, he said to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples said, Master, we can't go back after that last speech you gave. They're wanting to kill you, buddy. We can't let you go, Jesus. But thankfully, he went. He steadfastly, drive. You feel it? Set his face toward Jerusalem. It came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He went anyway. He gave his life for you and I. They that were in the way going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went before them, and they were amazed as they followed. They were afraid. They were afraid. We're going back. They're going to kill us too. It's crazy. Wait a minute. Back it up. And he took the twelve and he began to tell them, this is what's going to happen. Guys, this is what's shaking. We're going to go to Jerusalem. The Son of Man, me. I'm going to be delivered to the chief priest, the scribes. They're going to condemn me to death. They're going to deliver me over to the Gentiles, to the Romans. They're going to mock me. They're going to scourge me. They're going to spill on me. And they're going to kill me. But the third day I'm rising again. Are you feeling his drive? Yes or no? That's the message right today. Drive. Compelled, energized, motivated. Real quick, we're done, Raj. What drove Jesus? Number one, his what? Love. Number two, his what? Humility. And number three, his what? His strength. Did you feel it today? Praise the Lord. Let's give, a, let's give thanks for his word today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on.